Hey, what's up, everybody? Ryan, ATX Metal Podcast, back again with another episode. In today's episode, we have Parallax Quartet out of Kansas. I'm just going to read straight off of their website just as an intro, just so you can kind of get the feel of it. But it says, Brutal times call for brutal music, and that's obvious. But these dark days are also a time for intelligence, originality, and music that dares to meddle with the cherished blueprints and moth-bothered status quo. Formed in 2015 in Wichita, Kansas, Parallax are instantly identifiable as a breed apart. And I can say that when I saw them live, listened to the music before I got down to the venue, and then when I saw it live, instantly blew away. Um, we talked about their set whenever they were down here. You'll hear a little clip. Apparently, Nick got hit in the face when he climbed down off stage. Did not know that, but if you go to our YouTube channel, ATX Metal Podcast, and look up Parallax Live from Come and Take It, uh, apparently Jason said within the first handful of minutes, you'll see it. So we're going to try and find that little clip and put it on loop. But really excited to get to know these guys a little bit better. Again, you know, they were down here earlier this year and just kind of briefly got to talk to them. Uh, but it was really nice to catch up with them and see how they're doing. Uh, they have Esoteric coming out off of their latest album, Awaken, that dropped earlier this year. I and my infinite wisdom thought it was coming up, but again, you'll hear the folly in the <laughs> somewhere in the mix, and I desperately apologize. But anyway, we made it through a great episode. Definitely going to hide an Easter egg in this one for you, so just listen to the whole episode. You got to find the Easter egg, and I'll, and whenever you find it, just hit me up on Instagram. Just DM me, ATX Metal Podcast, and we'll get you in the drawing for some cool stuff. Uh, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Come and Take It Productions and Come and Take It Live. Uh, they are... Well open. We just recently saw El Nino, El Nino play with Insight and a whole host of other bands that just kind of brought the house down. It was very, very fun. So if you're a band listening to this or a band member listening to this or you know a band that you want to see, uh, get them in touch with myself or the crew over at Come and Take It Live and we'll try to get that band booked. And um, yeah, other than that, ATX Metal Podcast, wherever it goes, wherever you go, wherever you get it, get it, go, get it. Now, you know, I'm going to shut up. Later. Listen! now and the interview is off and running <laughs> we got parallax in the house bitches y'all know what's up what's up my name's ryan atx metal podcast welcome back to another have you heard series today we have the glorious gentleman from parallax we're gonna go around the room and introduce ourselves again i am ryan thanks for tuning in and uh just take it away in whatever order you guys want to i am jason i play guitar i'm nick i do vocals clayton Drums. I'm Mike. I play bass. I first off wanted to say that I thoroughly enjoyed your guys' uh, show when you guys came down. I want to ask, how did all how did all that come about? Uh, actually, we're we're good friends with the guys from Koningsor. Well, their drummer, Andy, used to live here in Wichita. And me and him played in a band together like 10 years ago or something like that. Oh, okay. And, uh, once we found out that they're... I, I was doing the artwork for their CD release, and then once we realized that we could get in on the show, we got in on the show. 
Well, I'm happy that you guys did. Yeah. I think you guys did a phenomenal job. And seeing you guys live for the first time and kind of hearing it a little bit beforehand, like you guys, your guys' live set definitely lives up to the album. And I always, I'm pretty sure most fans appreciate that. Um, Thanks, man. But how, so you guys are in uh, Kansas. How's the, how's the scene up there? Few and far between. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's it's kind of tough sometimes, you know. We get out there as much as we can. Obviously, you guys are in Kansas. Has it always been out of Kansas? Just run us through how Parallax came to be. Is this the OG lineup, and uh, then we'll just we'll just kind of meandered. Uh, the band started in 2015. It was a pretty different lineup. Some songs that the EP had been recorded with uh, another drummer in another state. So when we wanted to start playing, we didn't really have a drummer here or anything like that. And we tricked Clayton into being in the band by saying, "Hey, do you want to come?" Uh, fill in for this show and he hasn't left <laughs> thank god so we we so clayton's like clayton's like an original member and so am i and then the other guys they're newer guys uh nick's been here for how long now a little over a year and mike's been in since 18 when uh your guys other bass player parker um had to step out for a little bit and so they got in touch with me I've known Jason in the scene for a while. I've known Clayton in the scene for a while as well. And so it was just one day where he got in touch with me. Just like, hey, you want to come jam? We got a show coming up. And um, and then I kind of stuck with it. So We tricked him, too, by telling him that we needed him to fill in for some shows. <laughs> <laughs> it's the whole just pull up in a van, no windows, open the door. Like, come on, bro. Come we're on, going. Mike. much. <laughs> With so you guys being, I guess, relatively young, has everybody been a musician for quite a while? And has this version of the music that you guys produce is, is that like what you guys have always been into? Kind of like the friends of or fans of uh, kind of vibe. We all we have pretty musical. I mean, we're all pretty different musically, actually. Okay, I think uh, Jason's been metal the longest, probably. Yeah. Well, you were, you started metal, didn't you, Nick? Yeah, but I, I'm a lot younger than everybody else. I just want to put that on record. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, Jason and I are a little older. I started like rap metal, maybe. And uh, okay, what did you start at? Mike? I did. I did acoustic stuff out of college. <laughs> uh, just me and a buddy. I had I have an ovation acoustic that I got when I was younger, and we just uh, you know just kind of folky stuff after that, and then. Um, you, you know, metal is what I really listen to a lot, and it, that's much more up my alley of what I I like to play. But pretty much everything, you know. So a nice little blend of of everything, and that's basically what Parallax spits out. Because y'all got y'all got some crazy shit going on. I mean, <laughs> like whenever whenever I like, because if you don't know Koningsor for those listening, just go look them up. Um, they're actually our band of the month right now at atxmetalpodcast.com. Uh, it's just, it's just like madness on stage, but a good madness. And then whenever you guys played, you kind of have like, well, I, I personally had this, you know, sense that I was going to get more of that. And you guys, man, you guys crushed it. Thank hey. you. How, uh, how, how was, I guess, how was your experience? Was that, was it your first time playing at, uh, in Austin? Yeah. It was mine. Yeah. Mine yeah. too. So what do you guys think? How's the how's the vibe down here from out of towners? It was it was a blast, you know. It was it was good reception. Um, uh, you know, with with Nick getting getting off the stage at the at the get go and then getting smacked in the mouth. I think he uh, <laughs> I did get punched wait, wait. right in the I, face. I, I think he recovered pretty quick. <laughs> oh, wait, Nick, you got 
<laughs> you get face slapped? I got punched right in the face. So I got down on the floor and you can, if you, you can like freeze frame it in, in the, uh, in the in the uh, live the stream, the, yeah, and uh, you can just see where the guy connects right with my face. It's pretty funny. It, I it, I I put myself in danger every time I go down there, so <laughs> I know what I'm getting into. <laughs> how did I? How, well, I'm gonna, also so if back. you're listening, yeah, you got to go to uh, our YouTube channel and just check out the Parallax live stream and look for Nick getting hit in the face. <laughs> it's, it's about two minutes into the first song. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> oh, cool! So it's so you just you suffered the whole way through. Yeah, right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, was, was I'm just assuming it was an inadvertent swing. I don't know. It kind of looked like it looked like he was coming for me because I, I had the mic in my hand, and all I do is like I look over and uh, I I'm, I I know that I'm supposed to be like on the microphone doing my vocal part, and my face is now moved over, and my the side of my face hurts. And I'm like, <laughs> I even told the guys afterwards. I think someone punched me in the face at one point, and they go. Oh, I'm I'm sure it wasn't like that. And then Jason found it and like sent us like where it was. It was pretty funny. Oh man, I'm now I've got something to look forward to after this. <laughs> yeah, that's you impressive. Put it on repeat. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> come to Austin, get hit. See you later. Oh man. Well, um, I, I guess I'll apologize partly. I, I uh, thought it was a great show, though. I mean, I do feel like. Um, we had a blast. Um, I haven't got to play out of town as much as these guys have, so it, it was kind of a new experience for me. Um, I've played in like Kansas City and and other places local, but that was the furthest I've traveled. Had a blast doing it, and it was a great venue. So I thought it was a great time. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> Anybody else get get ducked in the back or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was good, man. That was great. It exceeded our expectations. I would I would say. Yeah, for oh, sure. We've definitely driven farther for less. <laughs> <laughs> multiple multiple times, man. <laughs> may I ask where this long drive for less was? Man. You don't have to name the venue. How you many just, do like, you want city? us to name? No, I'm just kidding. Man. <laughs> you know, when... Oh, every show is amazing. When you don't have good local <laughs> support, it's tough. When you're an outsider coming into... Uh, a club gig where you got two or three bands that you don't know you're not homies with them you don't even know if they promote we were really fortunate to you know we know conning is out there working you know that oh yeah they're doing more than just like being a band you know they're they're out there working they're getting their name out there they they built that show we showed up and just enjoyed it so we were really fortunate for that they did they did a very a very good job i was happy that we were involved with it and you know that's kind of why we do these is to help maybe bridge that gap between out-of-towners, uh, especially, you know, if you guys were doing a one-off kind of headliner and you're just kind of booking dates around. Um, also, I highly recommend, uh, for those listening, and also, I don't know if you guys are interested, uh, hit up uh, Seneca Homeyer. He runs themosh.net, and it's oh, yeah. kind of like uh, a news media slash um, DIY booking tour yellow pages kind of thing. And you can look at the map and you can kind of see, like, if you're trying to plot your course, you can see, okay, are there bands that fit our style of genre? You could actually reach directly out to them and kind of work a deal. So I, I always just try to mention that. Just another avenue for for people that are striking out on their own. Yeah, that's cool. He's actually reached out to us. So. Yeah, we chatted. Yeah, for sure. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the venue is awesome, man. Having ramps up to the stage and just like a crew that was you know, on point really helped me. I'm a, I'm a sound engineer. So I actually like, I was pretty impressed overall with the sound, which I'm usually like, I usually fucking hate wherever we play because I'm not running sound. 
Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was all great, man. The, the, the live stream you guys did for us, all that shit, man. The whole thing was amazing. I was, I, I was just, again, just, I'm always happy and I feel fortunate to be able to just provide a medium for you guys to spread your music and stuff. But so speaking of your music, let's talk about that album, huh? Huh? Who's up? Who's up? Nick, let's. Nick's up. Nick's I know up. nothing about it, so I'm going I'm to let you guys take take the floor. <laughs> All right. So uh, the album Awaken, uh, we released back in Feb- February. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just making sure I get dates right. Uh, February. And um, what's really cool about it is it was, uh, I, we really were working on it as soon as I joined the band. And they had been working on uh, some of the writing for it before I had joined. I just got to kind of, they kind of let me do what I want with it, which is really cool. It's a whole concept album, and it's based off kind of like a sci-fi, spiritual sci-fi type thing where this guy gets uh, possessed by an alien parasite, and he ends up uh, becoming like darker and darker over time and struggling against that darkness and then ultimately destroying the world. So, Whoa. yeah, I mean, it's, it's wild, and it, it, it was really cool. I love writing stories and concepts, and so being able to do that and them just flowing with it and saying, hey, that we like it, then, I mean, that was awesome. So from a lyrical point of view, I mean, that's what it's about. I know that they have some musical things behind it. Like they, it's based off a motif that Jason could probably talk a little bit more about. But from lyrics standpoint, it, I mean, um, that's where I, it is with me. So is this the, for, and, and I apologize for my ignorance uh, if, if, if it exists, but so this is the first time you guys have charted a, a concept album? Yeah. 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 Okay, so okay, cool. Uh, um, so how is it, I guess, as a band collectively, to kind of make that move? It because that that kind of shifts Parallax's, I guess, identity. Is that is, I guess that's the right word? Maybe. I um, I don't know if it necessarily shifts our identity. Um, I feel like it gives the band more focus, though. Like the okay. the stuff previously was just really random mostly talking about having a bad day like every song but i mean like we kind of approached the writing of this this album quite a bit differently just because i mean like it has the same it has this one particular melody that you can hear out throughout the entire album which just kind of connects it and you know that's like that stems from you know nine inch nails influence of like the downward spiral where you hear those same airy melodies throughout we we kind of did the same thing um, and we were already writing the album kind of like that when Nick came in. So when Nick came in and he had the concept ready for the album and stuff like that, it all just kind of worked musically. Nice, nice. Because I, I always like to ask um, how 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 the music is created. Is it a riff first? Is it a lyric? Is it a breakdown? Is it you know a hook or something? Um, and and so it seems like you guys are collectively teaming up you know okay we'll take this piece and this piece and merge them together like how how is the how's the process for you guys formulating you know an entire song like from beginning to end man a lot of times it starts with drums actually okay like, like uh me and clayton will we'll do sessions in here where he'll have like some some drum ideas or something like that and we'll just we'll do like three or four different bpms and just have them go in a room and and just play these beats to certain bpms and then I'll, I'll take it home and kind of throw in some riffs on top. And then that's kind of how, that's like the way the songs start. And then we get, okay. a, we get in a room with them after we've kind of dissected, dissected and figured out, you know, where this is going. 
and then you know everybody puts their own little pieces to it just build um, on top of it yeah that's kind of how the out like songs on the album were built right now we're in the middle of working on stuff that we literally just have been writing in the room together so it so, it, it changes it varies you know what i mean right sometimes we just catch a vibe man um like the song esoteric i think that i had some of those riffs kind of ready to go but for the most part that we wrote that shit out in the room together i think now when when was that written uh it was the last thing that was written before the album was finished so shit maybe a year ago was about when okay we, was probably when we finished up or tracked it because we were tracking the album last year about this time so and and the only reason I ask is just I, I like to just just briefly touch on how COVID affected you know people and because I did a locked in the closet series where I reached out and talked to people across the nation and the world uh, right. and it was a lot it was very interesting to kind of hear the different aspects. Uh, so with is everybody centrally lo- is roughly located close to each other? Yeah, yeah, we're all we're all here in Wichita. Okay, so as far as like practicing to like. I, I guess just briefly, how did COVID affect you guys as far as being a band? We don't have to go like into the personal stuff. I'm just more curious about the band stuff. We uh, we realized we weren't going to have any show opportunities. And um, even our last couple shows that were supposed to be really killer kind of just dissolved and disappeared. And uh, we recognized that time and uh, we decided to double down and we re-recorded the album like three times. Um, you know, part of it was the evolution of adding Nick in, you know, changed the way we felt about it. And some of it was like, there was parts that we wanted to capture better drum toms. And, you know, we had, we had recorded it and we thought it was good, but we thought we could do better. And so, um, at the end of COVID, we're like, hell yeah, we had all the time to get exactly what we wanted out of this album. And we were all super proud of it. And then like COVID kept going and kept going (laughs) and you're like you're like sitting on this album and you can't play any shows you can't do anything with it and we're holding on to it and so you know it it just got to the point where we we probably we probably let it go out a little soon if we just sat on it a little longer maybe we could have got more exposure on it because we we still couldn't hardly play but i think it, it helped us refine the music and even the artwork and the content everything on it man we really took our time and got it right that's great. That's great to hear. And actually, Andy was one of the first ones to say something in that vein that if you're not taking the time during COVID, you know, you basically got told to stay home. And he said, if you're not treating your time off like music is your life. Now, again, of course, not everybody had that opportunity, but uh, he kind of hit the nail on the head. Like like you just said, you, we thought it was great, went back to it, did, made it even better. And so I, I think that's, I just, I'm always just curious, like, how did you use your time musically during, you know, the shit that just transpired? <laughs> yeah, we didn't stop. <laughs> yeah, we're really fortunate. Well, that's good. We're really fortunate that Jason has a recording studio and <laughs> Very we can do fortunate. that. You know, we Very basically. So, yeah, so uh, uh, right now they're, they're, uh, tuning in or brought they're beaming in from Jason's studio. Uh they're all just two of them on the couch. Is, is that a dog in the background? Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's, that's the Mr. Man. That's the band dog. Oh, pups? That's the band nice. dog. Nice. <laughs> you know, there's always got to be one random animal just chilling somewhere. Hell yeah. So uh Jason, have you I, I guess have you you said you were an audio engineer. Has that always been a thing for you? Because I mean you don't just magically come up with a studio for fun. Yeah, no. I mean, I've, I've been playing music for 32 years now, and I think about year 25, 
I started doing like live music and I literally took a gig at a club here in a town, not knowing how to do it at all. I was just like, yeah, shit, you know, I can record some <laughs> demos at home. I can fucking run sound. Let's do this shit. And it was a, uh, it was a rough first year, but I got really good at it. And, you know, more people were, you know, more venues around town were hiring me to come run sound and stuff like that. And at the same time that I was kind of developing my skills in the live setting, I'd be working on, you know, my skills as a recording engineer at home with a little two channel audio box, just, you know, programming drums and recording direct guitars. And, you know, I could do, you know, I could do vocals and stuff like that and then send it to somebody else to mix. Then it kind of got to the point to where somebody was like, hey, will you record my band? And I'm like, oh, shit, I've never done drums, but yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. And then I did it. And then I, I accidentally started a career. <laughs> uh, Whoops. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I continued to kind of do both. I mean, like doing the live sound thing was a, a huge thing for me for several years. COVID obviously affected my, my extra time in a live venue, but it also kind of made me put more focus towards the studio as well. So I don't like, even though that there's tons of shows going on around town and stuff, I don't, I don't take all the shows that I used to take. I mean, right. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll go work for a band that, you know, I've recorded here in the studio, but for the most part, I try to uh, keep my time here in the studio as far as engineering goes. It looks, it looks like a really, a really nice setup. I mean, you got the couch in the back. I'm assuming those are acoustic panels lining the wall. Oh, yeah. You're at the cock, you're at the cockpit is, I mean, what's on, what's on the other side of the screen that I can't see? Uh, there's a drum room, uh, that has two, two isolation rooms in it. And then off to the other side of Nick here, there's another isolation booth, uh, to the right. And then there's another room with a grand piano and another drum room. So it's a, well, you got a piano. Yeah. Yeah, it's Whoa. it's it's a it's a real studio. You can hear it on the album. <laughs> you can hear it on the album. <laughs> like no, I'm telling you guys, it's real. Like, no, here's, no, here's it's, some screenshots. I it's probably the uh, it's probably one of the bigger studios in in this area at least for sure. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm sure that there's bigger ones up in Kansas City, but they're four hours away. But I know that. So all so all the parallax is done there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Nice. Nice. I mean, it's always, it's always good to have, you know, people with, with the means, especially if you're in a band, um, uh, me, myself, I'm currently in my closet underneath my stairs. Uh, so <laughs> oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I feel, I feel so out of place doing these interviews. Uh, cause we used to do them at the studio at, uh, uh, Chris's house where we, you know, turned his loft into a, essentially a, a, you know, in-person studio, but since then, you know, he's departed ways with the podcast. I mean, we're still homies, um, but now, like, there goes the studio. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, no. But it's okay. We'll rebuild. I'm going to sell my house and turn my new study into a killer spot. There you go. But uh, so let's get into Esoteric. You got a video release coming up. Uh, where did, was that all shot up? I'm assuming it was all shot up in y'all's neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Here in Wichita. Who who did you guys work with for all the video work? Uh, he's a director named Seth Benford. Um, we were trying to actually get uh, this one guy to work with us and his schedule didn't allow him to do the video. And we were kind of referred to to Seth. And it turns out that Seth had worked, you know, done some work with the other guy that we were trying to get to work 
to do the video, we gave him like two weeks to prepare for it. So we had a hard deadline on the video and stuff like that. But I mean, he pulled through. We got it. We got everything shot and, and done within like a two week period or something like that. And the video okay. turned out really great. So, so over, so what, what can we expect from visually? Cause I know you said that this is a concept album. So this being this, so this will be the first release on the upcoming album. No, no, this is the second. No, okay. this, this is our second video from the album. Our first video is uh, okay. a, a song for a song called Hands. And that came out okay. in February or no, yeah. it, it came it out in, in I think in December, actually. Oh, yeah. It yeah, came it, out, came it came out, out like, like two months before, before the, the album. album. Yes. Oh, wow. So so you guys are basically just building on the the, the album release, just trying yeah, to get a little, yeah. little oomph behind it. Yeah, pretty much. So what should we expect visually from, from this from this? Uh, iteration well it represents the concept we we came up with um scenes that we wanted to shoot and uh we hired our friend who's a tattoo model to to be a part of it we hired a hired a cameraman and he hired an assistant and um we rented some anamorphic lenses and got some really cool uh visual like spread on the on the width of the lens and um it's got a combination of live performance, exhausted Nick performance. <laughs> like we ran hard. Our first day, our first day was twelve hours, right? Yeah, yeah. We shot, we shot like every person, five or six takes, live performance. We had, we actually had some extras too. We had uh, some guys come in and mosh and beat up Nick. And then after that, we were like, Nick, change clothes. You're gonna go shoot a bunch of scenes in this part of the room, and so we just wore him down and broke him down. The second day, we <laughs> shot him with. Uh, a fog machine, but it didn't fog. It just shot hot liquid all over him and burned him. It was pretty... Ruined my suit. It's pretty awesome. We, no, Nick's a big part of the video, and, and his vocals, uh, we tried to represent that with some scenes. So uh, I think we're all pretty proud of it. It'll definitely be the best video work I've ever participated in. I assume my, my mates here would agree. But yep. Hell yeah. For sure. It was, it was a lot of fun, too, because um, Clayton and I kind of got... You know, when they needed help with some lighting aspects, you know, we weren't afraid to just kind of help out where we needed to help out just, you know, to make it look um, the way we wanted it. And so there's there's some scenes where I'm I'm just hovering over an elevator with with shining some lights all over the place. And <laughs> <laughs> we got a video of Clayton. Just what'd you do for the video, Clayton? Well, I did the, the swingy thing with the light. <laughs> you know, everything, we're a pretty DIY band. And uh, our last video, we shot it with, we just had our buddy who is a cameraman. He's a camera operator come over here and we just, we shot our own video. But this time we wanted to get out of it and have someone help us so we could achieve a higher level of video. And, you know, we still, we, stayed hands-on we did everything we could to be you know production assistants and set builders and you know mm -hmm. all that stuff so I, video editors yeah video editors yeah so <laughs> <laughs> shots fired Man. the reason i asked was you know it's not just the standard music video you know in a warehouse with some neon lights and a handful of takes and you're done not saying that that's not it is not hard to do <laughs> but when you go about it with a concept album, you, you you almost have to like forward think the entire album. Like, okay, if we're doing concept, we have to make the video portray. So was that kind of in the books for you uh, whenever you were, you know, I guess generating this idea? I mean, we didn't want to have to tie the video strictly to the concept album, but we wanted to use elements of the concept in the video. Okay. So I, I really feel like uh, we did the same thing with hands where we didn't, 
there's not a continuous story from hands to um, to esoteric itself. Um, as much as we would have loved to do that, it's just kind of tough to do, especially with single re- you know video releases. Not everybody's going to go back and watch hands. Uh, and so right. we have to make sure that um, we're tying elements of the album into it without just making it all about the album. So that if somebody watches it, they don't have to go back to hands to figure out what's going on, but they can look at esoteric as its own individual thing that stands on its own. I got you. I, yeah, that that's kind of what I was getting at is, you know, does one lead to the next and then so on and so forth. In the grand scheme, I think we would want that. But and and we had ideas for the video that we didn't even we didn't even get to do because, you know, we're just we're kind of overachievers and we we set the bar really high. So, but I, you know, maybe next time. don't don't do it on my behalf (laughs) we tried we actually tried to do it so and uh then we just kept you know it just wasn't it wasn't syncing up so we just let esoteric crush everything we've ever done so and it's just (laughs) it's cool (laughs) so as we're recording this this is uh middle of july this is due out 31st 30th july 30th 30th is there going to be any kind of uh, other fanfare to go along with the music video drop? Are you guys going to do like a like a show at the hometown or anything like that? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, actually, the same day we'll be playing at a venue here in Wichita called Temple Live. And, oh, awesome! Uh, your Austin boys, uh, Koningsorg, are going to be here for that show. So, no shit. Yeah. Okay, coming up, and we'll be playing with uh, uh, Revisionist and My Own Funeral and Suffocate the Skies. Man, whew, revisionist came down. Those boys slapped too. Yeah. I'm like, because because Taylor Taylor's from Kansas, and he always tells me that you know there's not much there. So whenever we see the bands come down from Kansas, and and you know, I'm I'm impressed with with what's come to date. I'll just leave it at That's that. That's cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah the the show is at this this place called Temple Live, and it's it's called the Scottish Rite, and it's uh, an old Freemason like ancient building with exotic architecture and really uh a really awesome building so we're going to be the first metal people to just destroy the place so it'll be awesome <laughs> Ooh, that should be fun yeah, yeah. last year i saw can I, I saw candle box there and it was a great show the the acoustics are really good there like it sounded amazing so we'll see what it's like when you play some death metal and deathcore <laughs> in there <laughs> i have I hope hopefully somebody gets a few clips because i'd like to see I mean, the, the way you're describing it visually, it looks kind of amazing just to be in there, just to kind it of look is. at it. Yeah, it's an amazing so, building. So so as far as uh, playing places, are you guys heading back out in the wild yonder uh, anytime else this year? Not at the moment. We don't have anything out of town on the books right now. We've got some things coming up here in town. Uh, we're playing with Trivium in August. August 23rd. Ooh. 26th. August 26th. 20, August 26th at the Cotillion Ballroom with Sorry. Revisionist. But other than that, we don't really have much. I have a baby due at the end of August, so you can blame me. Yeah. Hey, so, yeah. congratulations. Yeah, I, I'm super excited. And, um, but we're, I mean, it's kind of just hard to plan that kind of stuff when, you know, you never know when that's going to just happen. Right. So, isn't our trivium show on your due date, though? Uh, the trivium show is the day after my due date. So we're gonna be fine. Well, not my my dude, but my wife. Yeah, playing. right. Yeah, he's playing. He's He'll playing. There. <laughs> I keep saying this, and I keep repeating. Like I, I'm. There's no promises here. Oh, keep oh man. I saw I saw uh uh some meme past my uh, one of the 
group chats that I'm in and it was this lady and she's in massive labor and the doctor's like doing the thing and there's just a picture with a piece of pizza with the lid opened up on it that was like, why do we both have to suffer? So it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Oh man, it just, it just, cause I have, I have two daughters of my own. Uh, so I definitely know what it's like to, to kind of be in the room and be there. Uh, so, so hats off, man. Congratulations. Do you know what you're having? Oh, we're having a boy. Yep. Nice. So are, is this your first kid? Uh, this is my first. Yeah. And, um, uh, it's, it's a wild experience. Um, just getting ready because I haven't had a kid before and I know people with kids and I see how they are with kids and I'm like, you guys are crazy. <laughs> I'm not sure how this is going to work out. How did these little things run your life? Like it, it's, it's a whole different experience, but my wife is, I mean, she's always been uh, my best friend and um, I'm sure we'll do a good job. If not, she'll tell me what to do and, and it'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. so. Um, so I'm just curious. I always like to ask, uh, you don't actually have to name like who you work for, but I'm just kind of curious, like what does everybody do just for day-to-day stuff? I sell booze. <laughs> <laughs> I really Wait. I really do. I work for a Bo- distributor here in Wichita. Okay. I work at a gun range. <laughs> a gu- uh, is that a gun range? A gun range. Were you like a like a safety? Uh, yep, RSO, a range safety officer. Okay, yeah. I, I was I was I, that's the name that escaped me. I was trying to think, go back to my military days and figure out what the dude on the range was in charge of. <laughs> it's like fucking everything. So, Clay, what about you? Uh, I have a construction business that I have had for fifteen or so years now. Oh, cool. And then Jason, just full time at the studio. Yep. I recently had a. Uh, construction lawsuit I had to levy against my home builder. Ooh. Um, it was, I recently just uh, went to our local community college for real estate and in the real estate class, I learned a couple things that definitely helped me out. Um, there's a chapter in the property code that talks about new building and construction law and stuff like that. So I, it, it was just a new experience for me as a homeowner. Um, we had never done it before. Uh, so, I, I mean, and on the construction note, I would assume you are swamped yeah yeah it's been a good do you, year do you do you i guess what type of construction is a home building or just like yeah. uh cabinetry or in the last five years i've built two custom homes um but other than that it's all remodeling i kind of have a niche for uh high-end composite decks out- oh. and outdoor living but i also do kitchens and bathrooms and and whatever pays the bills so <laughs> whatever the contract says we'll do it <laughs> I, I own a lot of shovels and i have a lot of arthritis <laughs> no but it's it's what i love to do so it's what i've i've actually had the same job since i was 15 years old so damn okay i bought the company well, how, i started working for <laughs> how uh overall how is i guess the how's everything going up in y'all's neck of the woods now that you know, vaccination rates are, you know, higher than they were earlier this year. It opened up pretty, pretty big. I mean, I mean, when people were told that, hey, you can go outside and go do stuff, people went outside and did stuff. <laughs> they, they, they had keys in the door swinging like we're out. They were getting out. And then in the in my industry. um, So we saw it hit hard within within liquor stores. I mean, that's people were just boozing it up. But then. There's the offset of people not going out and, uh, you know, having cocktails or anything, wherever they're going to have um, dinner. 
And so when that kind of opened up, you could just see this real big boom of everyone just going out to restaurants. And, you know, if you're vaccinated, then, then the, then the county pretty much was like, all right, no more masks. And so it's just, it's getting back. How'd the firing range go, my man? <laughs> I, was, I haven't met a range safety officer yet. Uh, gun range was busy. We are also a gun sales store where I work. So um, through COVID, it was super busy. I mean, um, you, you had the election, you had all the things going on. So gun sales were nice. Uh, the range, uh, we usually slow down by the summer. Uh, just because people can go outside and shoot. And so right. we're kind of in that lull right now. But besides that, I mean, it's been really good in business. I mean, you had almost, uh, I think, a, like, I think they released the statistics, but like 11 million new gun owners in America this year. So, wow. yeah. And if you, I mean, everybody was freaking out about ammo and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, when you have 11 million new gun owners and you figure they all had a hundred rounds, I mean, that's a... <laughs> 11 million rounds, you know, 11, that's a lot of 10 million rounds or something like that. It's crazy. I'm, I'm no math statistician, so I'll take your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> Multiples of 10. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I know in, in just casual conversations down here, you know, obviously Texas is Texas and E-Hall let's, let's party. Uh, it was multiple friends of mine complaining about the price of bullets. Oh yeah. And even even though I was in the military and spent time overseas, I I don't own one. I, I just maybe I, I don't know. It's just it just never happened. I mean, I've definitely thought about getting one. And now that Texas is leaning towards constitutional carry, it's just it, like wherever you go, you're kind of like, I mean, me personally, just kind of like looking around, just okay, feeling the feeling the room out. Like, does he have a hundred rounds? No, okay, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> he's only got twelve. Yeah, um, constitute. Well, I, I just think this is funny, but uh, Kansas is actually, in my opinion, a lot more lax on gun laws than Texas is. We've had okay. constitutional carry, I think, for four years now. So, wow. um, we, we I, I constitutionally carry. I don't have a concealed carry license, but um, I, I, I think the big thing that happened is a lot of people, and this happens with every time there's an incident in America, whether that be, um you know, a terrorist attack or a school shooting, whatever, the, everybody goes out and buys guns. Like it's, it's yeah. always like that. And when you have compounded um, incidents on top of each other, it just exacerbates the problem. So I, I really, 100%. I really think that, you know, it's starting to get back to normal. Um, what I'm really excited for is the secondary gun market. So if you are thinking about buying, I'd say hold off a few months because you're going to see prices go way, way down. And that secondary gun market's going to be super cheap. So, oh, like all the, uh, I bought a gun four months ago. I no longer want it. Exactly. I'm selling it. Yes. And now <laughs> yes. you can get one. Okay. I got yeah, you. Yeah. You wait for that because what, what it does is it also forces people. Um, you're seeing it with used cars and new cars right now because the price of steel is so oh, high. New cars are cheaper yeah. than used cars. So the firearms industry will have to lower their price to compete with the secondary market. That's, I think it's, you know, I'm 37, I'll be 38 next month. And being able to live through certain peak high, you know, highs and lows in America, it's interesting to kind of see that ebb and flow of reactionary um, or, or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Being proactive versus reactive or reactive versus proactive. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, down here, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty normal. I mean, there's, you know, stuff going on that a lot of people are pissed about, but we'll save that for another episode. Let's get on to some cooler stuff. <laughs> it's like, welcome. You're listening to NPR. <laughs> Next one. 
All right, let's uh, let's switch some gears. What are some of the fun things that you guys do up in ye old Wichita? Lots of grab ass. What do you do? What do you do for <laughs> yeah. stress release? Like you're like I'm done with work. There's nothing to do for the band. You know, nothing to do with the like. What 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 are we doing up there? How are we hanging out? I watch a lot of fights. Um, so uh, Clayton's come over several times and watch fights at my place. But I'm a I'm a huge sports nut. So anytime um, like I've been into the uh, Euro League that's been happening this last week, and I, actually right <sighs> before I came here, I was crushed. My spirits hurt because England Same. lost. Um, Same. Conor McGregor obviously lost last night. Broke my heart again for the <laughs> millionth time. Ankle. Yeah, I sp- snapped his <laughs> leg stepping back on it. Um, and, uh, and, you know, it's, but I love the UFC. I love uh, MMA in general. I'll watch any combat sports, glory kickboxing, you name it. I watch it. Um, so that's kind of my thing. I play a little bit of video games, but man, I will sacrifice anything to watch sports. So <laughs> that's kind of my thing. <laughs> Alabama Crimson Tide, Roll Tide. So that's, <laughs> oh, how, there we, you go. that's how we live. Uh oh. <laughs> That's funny. I, I hear, I hear, uh, I hear <laughs> a chuckle in the back. We got a, we got a, what, what's the college team for you? Uh, I'm a K State grad. Okay. Okay. Watch out. You might step off the stage at the studio there and get smacked with that shirt. <laughs> 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 what about you, Jason? What do you, what do you do for uh, hobbies and or fun outside of music and work? Uh, music. <laughs> he's a nerd like, like it's like the thing that I heard you say was what are you doing when you're not doing parallax parallax yeah. <laughs> parallax. <laughs> yeah, <for real. laughs> uh, no I mean really music is I mean that's what I'm always doing man I recently got a basketball goal so I've been playing basketball every day for like an hour All right. for a week now which is pretty Nick rad looks shocked. I, I make it I mean I'm <laughs> I'm a lazy ass, man. I'm a desk jockey. <laughs> the only time I ever do anything is when I play music. So I'm always sitting in this chair here in the control room. So, you know, the the wife wanted to get a, a basketball goal. And I was just like, well, all the kids are too old for a basketball goal. And I'm like, wait a minute. I can use the basketball goal. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you know? for you. Yeah, no, it was totally cool. It was for me to get off my ass. So I've so far, I've been doing good with that. So, but other than that, music, that's it, man. That's what rules the roost. Clayton, what's your vice? I probably have way too many. <laughs> I don't ever stop. Uh, today, uh, I took Mister for a, a six-mile run. We ran through rivers and streams and horse trails. It was kind nice. of fun. I've been, I'm have been. i on this thing right now. I'm trying to run 100 miles in July to raise money for St. Jude. And uh, okay. I'm, I crossed 50 miles today. So... <laughs> <laughs> Hey. <laughs> uh, at 7.30 this morning, this dude in Colorado released a new Falcon F-16 V4 Christmas light controller. And so I bought what? I bought that thing for my Christmas light show that I do. <laughs> I know. I, it, oh. it gets out of control. It's like way, way over the top. Yeah, that was one of the things that I heard multiple comments on was Parallax's light show. Yeah. It was... It, I mean, it it's gave it gave yep. my camera a heart attack at least twice. <laughs> well, we got That's awesome. we got Clayton to thank for that one. I bought a that new was, controller this morning, so 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 I've uh, speaking of running, um, just kind of a sidetrack. I've been getting back on on my run game. Uh, how long how long you been? Uh, have you always been actively running, or is this something you recently picked up? because uh, you're a pretty I, in shape dude. I no mostly <laughs> have been listening, just like lifting lifting weights for probably the last five years. 
And I, I got my squat up pretty high, my deadlift pretty high for being 200 pounds. And I, I kind of, I hurt my back trying to tear a, a deck footing out of the ground in October last year. And so I kind of haven't been lifting weights and I got up to 220 and I just wanted to see what it was like to be 195. So I started running and I'm like, I'm like 201 this morning, man. I'm getting close. <laughs> I'm getting close. But, and also last year I got diagnosed with this genetic blood disorder and, uh, it was making me super tired. And, uh, I also quit lifting weights for that, that, that situation there too. I just literally was like exhausted all the time. And now wow. I feel great. So I'm like, okay, let's run a hundred miles in July. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Do you use any, do you use any like a uh, trainer apps or anything to kind of log your miles? No, nah, I, I, for a while I was using Under Armour's, uh, map my run. I like that. But now I just got an Apple watch cause I got tired of running with my phone. And, uh, so I had to switch from Spotify to iTunes because, uh, Spotify yep. is not reliable with it, with headphones. Yep. So I got the, the iTunes and, uh, just use their fitness tracker. Now I don't even know what it's called. Is this called fitness tracker? Sure. Apple thing? <laughs> yeah. But it's pretty, it's pretty Every nice. It's pretty accurate. Uh, it's nice to, if you're trying to push yourself, I'm trying to break sub seven minute miles from multiples, you know, I can run one, I can run two, yeah. I can almost run three, but I, to keep that pace, man, there was a half marathon ran in here not too long ago. And the, the winner had a five fifty eight pace for the <gasps> half marathon. I'm like, get out of here. Like, <gasps> I'm not going to touch that. <laughs> yeah. I, my fastest, my fastest mile ever was six twenty nine. That was, uh, we did a three mile run as part of the fitness test for the Marine Corps, uh, annually. Uh, it was my very last fitness test, and I did uh, 18.29 three-minute mile. That was the best I've ever clocked. And then here as of late, I've been getting back on the sauce. Um, I use Nike Nike Run Club. Oh, uh, yeah. They have guided runs. Uh, at first, I tried the whole like just listening to music and trying to match the tempo, but then there's bands like Y'all and anybody else with a <laughs> sick time signature that you just can't handle on a run or else you're like, you're running super fast and then all of a sudden you're just jogging and then it's, oh, we're back at this. And so I guess, I guess your music would be good for intervals, like interval runs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, 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 um, the, the whole running thing just kind of helps me just, you know, it's just me in the run. I went running the other day. It was fucking raining cats and dogs and somehow I clocked like three and a half miles in the woods. I have no idea yeah. why I wanted to do that, but, um, I applaud you for your efforts, sir. So. Oh, well, thanks. Nick and I sometimes talk about it. I think he's on the 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups a day thing right now. And Okay. Uh, I recently read David Goggins' book, and it kind of lit a fire under my ass. You know who that is? I, I, am, I do not. I'm writing it. Was it David Goggins? Yeah, he's a Navy SEAL. Uh, it oh, took him like okay. three times to get through. He holds the world record for pull-ups. Uh, he's like a 6'2", <sighs> 210-pound dude, and he runs ultra marathons and... It's kind of crazy, like, uh, to his whole story is, it, it just kind of, it was similar to me, and I related to his story really well, but he basically, he, he just hollers out, like, stay hard, quit being a pussy, you know, like, <laughs> the other day, I was, like, I was pounding on my chest, like, quit being a pussy, I was trying to get my 10th my mile in, and I was so tired, my knees were hurting, and I had to pull out my David Goggins and yell at myself. <laughs> After, after four miles for me, I'm just, I'm done. Like I'm, I'm, I do, I, I try to run between 30 and 60 minutes and wherever that takes me, it takes me. But I, I just, I can't do any more than four. I just get, I get fucking bored. Also tired, but yeah, you know, I, I, but anyway, 
let's nail down this topical question and then we'll round out the episode with uh, all the shout outs and the ats. We here at the podcast have a ongoing debate whether beans do belong in chili. You are not going to be held, you know, sh- you know, no one's going to look at you differently if one way or the other, but it's just a question we like to ask is it, it's a hot button item. It's a hot button item. Really? Depending on where you live. Depending on where you live. So you guys from Wichita, I, I kind of have a premonition where you might lean, but again, I don't want to assume, so I'll just let you guys go around. I am a beans in the chili kind of guy. I'm just going to put that out there. Do people what really make chili without beans? <laughs> that's that, see, that's Formel makes chili without beans. That's not chili. That's meat. In a, <laughs> yeah, meat that's, that's not chili. Yeah. Is that Wendy's? Wendy's doesn't have beans, huh? Do they? I that was good My brain broke. Like I was like, why yeah, is this a debate? Yeah. <laughs> beans. I, trust me. Beans. Yeah. Beans. 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 Bean All right. Man. There you go. You've heard it here first. Parallax is team bean. That's team right. bean. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. But anyway, I don't know. I just like to I just like to end the episode on kind of a funny note. <laughs> Me and Jared, uh, the young one here at the podcast, he <laughs> he's like, I'm dying on this hill. Beans, no chili, no beans and chili. And I was like, well, now we're going to have this. Is fight. that a Texas thing? Like, now I'm interested. I, I honestly, so I was born in Ohio, raised in North Carolina, and I've been in Texas for a better part of a decade now. In North Carolina, beans are in chili, but Jared is also from Ohio, which I am, and I just, I just can't remember. Maybe we're going a little too far into it, but as far as <laughs> I'm concerned, beans have always been in chili. Okay. That's just, yeah. okay. That's where I'm at. Nick's freaking out. Yeah. So basically, he's, he's, he's over here breaking his sweat and shit. He's like, Fuck, no beans in the chili? What the fuck? I mean, what does statistics show? I mean, is that is it really yeah, close? I'm interested. I'm bought in in this. Because- or is it just your one friend that is? Oh, no. We've, no, I've, uh, I haven't asked every single person or band that I've interviewed, but I've definitely hit more than probably 40 or 50%. And I would say out of everybody that has answered, I would say it's about a 70 pro bean scenario 70 30 pro wow. bean huh there are there are people out there that do not want beans in their chili Weird. i'm sorry it's super interesting <laughs> they they should be chastised but you know what i'm not going to do that <laughs> that's not going to i'm not going to shit on their personal preferences so <laughs> as long as they like parallax right that's, that's all right. that matters that's right parallax parallax <laughs> <laughs> For when you have too many beans in your chili. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can just see, I can just see Nick on <laughs> I can just see Nick getting up on stage like, okay, so I'm now invested. Thanks for coming to the show. But if you don't like beans in your chili, the fuck outside. You know? <laughs> yeah, start calling people out. <laughs> All right. So let's finish out the show, guys. Uh where can I guess let's go with um uh, obviously, we got esoteric uh, video release coming out. When's the album due? The album came out in February. God, see, this is why man. I should do minimal homework, Ryan. God Jeez, man. February. Well, I like to go in these blind. Some, and now this That's is why cool. I should at least peel the you know the blindfold back at least for one eye. Yeah, no, it's cool. um, we got esoteric July thirtieth. Yep. Um, Trivium show twenty sixth. Yep. And then we got a baby due on the twenty seventh or the twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. And Nick is going to be at the Trivium show with yep. his kid. That's right. saying that. That's Correct. right. That's right. We'll edit anything out that he says right now. Okay. <laughs> we'll insert a yes. Yes. I'm going to use. So that what one. are? Where can uh, where can everybody find y'all at? Uh, website, Patreon, merch store, stuff like that. Uh, Parallaxmetal.com is our main website. 
you can buy music from us there. You can buy CDs, you can buy vinyls, t-shirts, grinders, stickers. I mean, everything that we've got, we've got on our store. We always try to push the website because that's, you know, buying directly from us. Right. Um, we don't have to pay a middleman for that shit. Um, you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram with the uh, at Parallax Metal. We're also on Twitter under the same moniker. I think our YouTube is youtube.com backslash Parallax Metal. Pretty much Parallax Metal is going to get you to wherever <laughs> we're at. I got you. Any other shout outs, um, producers or anything of that sort? I'd like to make a shout out to Quick Trip. <laughs> Roller meat. Wait, the gas station? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I spend more money at Quick Trip these days. Nick came in with a sack full of stuff from Quick Trip. I used to work at Quick Trip. They paid for my oh, there you early go. life. Thank you, Quick Trip, for Thank all you, the gummy bears. I mean, if Quick Trip wants to sponsor us, well, hey, the inbox is open. Yeah, We're not, I'm not opposed. Wallabies licorice. Okay. Yeah, if they okay. want to sponsor us. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and body armor. I, we want to thank you, man. I know for, for hitting yeah, us up. You. The ATX, yeah. bro. ATX no, man, it, podcast. It's, it's it's such a it's such a pleasure to be able to um, not only not only enjoy the music as a fan, but also to enjoy it as you know a podcaster and interviewer and get to you know get to go, know you guys a little bit better. So when you come back, there's you know, we've already had the handshake, bro, high five. And now, you know, we can go have some chili with some beans in it. You know, Hell yes. It, it is what it is. <laughs> but, but no, I, I greatly appreciate you guys. Uh, definitely looking forward to the esoteric drop on July 30th. And then uh, if you guys ever venture, come back down this way, you know, I'll be there. Oh, we'll be back. Crowd. We'll be there. I, pro I promise, Nick, I won't hit you again. Oh, it was you? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. this time. I'm coming at you. I'll, I'll timestamp the video and send it to you. Yeah. I'm surprised we haven't made like a like a where it just replays. like a loop. Yeah, a loop on it. Yeah, if you have the video of it, you could send me like a clip of it, and I'll make a okay. really rad reel that we can put on uh, Instagram of Nick yeah. punching the face like 30 times Perfect. in 10 seconds. Yeah. Be great. Whether it uh, as long as it's to like double bass or just a heavy breakdown, just yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, oh man! All right, guys. Well, I greatly appreciate your time, and I look forward to everything that comes out. I've had a lot of fun, and I'm glad that you guys are on Team B. Right on. All right. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Later, guys. Yep. See you, dude. Man, if you are still listening to this, I applaud you because to make it all the way through an episode and then stick around for the last handful of minutes is, I've been there. So if you're here with me, thank you. Today's Easter egg is, or Easter egg question I should say, is what did Jason buy to help him get out of the studio as of late? Shoot me an email, austintxmetal at gmail.com with the answer. And we will hook you up with a cool little swag, maybe even a ticket or two the next time Parallax comes around, whatever we're feeling whenever this gets answered. So again, what is it that Jason bought to help him get out of the studio? May not help. He doesn't need help. <laughs> but what did Jason buy outside of the studio as of late? Uh, like again, just 
hit us up, austintxmetal at gmail.com with the reply, and we will see where we go. Thanks for listening, guys.